This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. I was taking out an unsecured loan at the bank at 18% interest to buy makeup inventory because I was going to make the big bucks selling makeup. Honestly, that was the shortest lived and the worst financial mistake I think I've ever made. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're talking about MLMs, multi-level marketing, and why they might be kind of a bad side hustle. Multi-level marketing is a $36 billion industry, but according to AARP, 73% of people who participate in MLMs make no money or lose money. So what's the appeal? Why do people keep coming back with such a high failure rate? Today, we're going to speak to a mother who has now been burned twice by MLMs, and she's here to tell us why we need to avoid it. Melissa Blevins is my guest today. Melissa is a writer and podcaster behind The Perfection Hangover, a platform focused on helping millennial women to harness their strengths and talents to create a legit and sustainable online business. Her advice on making and saving money has been featured in major media outlets like Market Watch, MSN Money, and Forbes. Melissa is also married to her husband, Aaron, and a mother to three children. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Hey, thanks for having me, Andy. I'm so glad you can be here to enlighten us on the world of MLM. So can we start with just understanding what is an MLM? Sure. It's MLM stands for multi-level marketing, network marketing, direct sales. They're all another way of putting it. It's a pyramid scheme, basically. It's set up with the company at the top making all the money and you have a downline and upline of different people that you recruit or that recruited you and you make money, very little money, very little commissions by selling the products and services and more money by recruiting and adding to your downline. Got it. That makes sense. So how did you first get into it? Oh, goodness. Well, okay. When I was a young mom, I was working at a bank and I wanted that work from home or stay at home mom lifestyle. I always had an entrepreneurial drive and spirit and I wanted to stay at home with my my daughter when, when she was young, but I wasn't able to accomplish that because one, we didn't have enough money and two, I really didn't have a business idea. So I got suckered into a MLM makeup party for Mary Kay with one of my friends where they did a facial on me. And next thing you know, I was taking out an unsecured loan at the bank at 18% interest to buy makeup inventory because I was going to make the big bucks selling makeup. Wow. So, okay. That's, that's the, that is a good way to jump into it. So what... I guess what sounded appealing then, because you you wanted this work at home lifestyle. I mean, what what about the situation when you're talking to your friend about Mary Kay was like, yeah, I I, I want to do that. Well, 
you know, it was just being able to stay at home with my daughter and have freedom and flexibility. And they sold me on the lifestyle of just really just, you know, the, the fancy pink Cadillac was attractive to be honest. And I thought I'm a hustler. I'm a hard worker. I have friends, you know, and I thought that I was going to be able to make it big in this business. And so that was what was attractive to me. I thought I could have the freedom and not have to work the nine to five or, you know, bankers hours, which are getting longer and less, you know, attractive as, as retail has grown over the years. So talk to me about what happened right away. So were you initially recruiting moms? Were you selling products? How, how did it work? Honestly, that was the shortest lived and the worst financial mistake I think I've ever made as far as quick decision making goes. I believe I went to the party, made the decision, talked to my husband at the time, and we went and took out the loan that week. I had one party and I sold, I maybe made $300 at that party. And then I had the buyer's remorse and the regret of going into business and taking out, I mean, it was almost $2,000 that I financed for this makeup and I didn't even have room for it. I didn't even have storage for it. I mean, it was a, it was a mess. And so I very quickly sold the the product that was unused back to the company for a 50% refund Mm -hmm. and walked away from that business model. And of course, never heard again from the director who had recruited me. She never spoke to me again. And that was my first experience with multi-level marketing. I I ended up having to pay off that loan separately by myself, you know, struggling young mom. And it was a lesson learned. Yeah. What did your husband think about the experience during that time? It sounds like he was all in with you, went, went and got the loan. And then how did that all work? Well, I have a persuasive personality. So, and this was my first husband. I was married to my first husband, my daughter's father for eight years. And he was less involved. He was just kind of like, whatever, you know, do what you want. I don't care. And so I just kind of did what I wanted. And obviously it wasn't the right decision and it didn't give me freedom from the nine to five. I wasn't making big bucks. I didn't recruit a single person because I, I didn't even care about makeup. It wasn't anything that I was passionate about. I was chasing dollar bills. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so talk to me about, I understand there was another MLM that creeped into your life after that. So how did that happen? So in 2014, we moved out of state from Georgia to Illinois to be closer to my, my now husband's family. And when we moved here, we thought it was going to be wonderful. We were going to make all these new friends and all this stuff. And and in the beginning, I was working in the banking industry again and decided to stay at home. And we cranked down on our budget and we decided we were going to live on one income. So I quit my banking job and I stayed at home with the kids. But then I started getting bored and I thought, well, what's this beach body thing over here? And so I called my sister-in-law, who was a Beachbody coach, and said, hey, there's, there's a program for sale on, on Craigslist for $40. Do you think that's a good deal? Big mistake asking her if, if, she thought, if she thought that was a good deal because, of course, you don't get the challenge group and the accountability and the support system, and you don't get the discount that you would if you sign up as a discount coach. So... Literally an hour and a half later, Andy, I'm pulling out my credit card to pay for a challenge pack, which 
consisted of the workout program, not the one that I was even asking her about in the first place. And the workout program, along with a month's supply of Shakeology, the superfood shake that literally is like mother's milk, apparently. (laughs) And I paid for it on a credit card and I went all in on that business. It was my lifeblood for about a year. And I didn't, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, we'll get into that, but. So how, how did you, how did you fare? I guess you said it was your lifeblood for a year. Did you make money? Did you lose money? How did it all work? Well, let's just say I devoted everything I had because again, I was a stay at home mom and most of my kids were in school at this point. My, my youngest was still at home half the day, you know, she was going to preschool, but I had time to post embarrassing selfies, to do workout videos of me sweating, to try to farm for likes and social media attention so that I could try to get more sales or more recruits. And I even went and traveled with two of my team members to Nashville, Tennessee to attend the Beachbody Summit. After everything was said and done, after a year of putting everything I had, blood, sweat, and tears, literally, into this business, I made a big fat zero dollars. Wow. It was a complete wash. Everything that I had earned, I'd invested right back into the company because they have it set up as if one of their top vital behaviors is that you have to be a product of the product. How can you sell Shakeology if you aren't a user of it yourself? And so cha-ching, cha-ching, every month I was buying bags of Shakeology and I could have bought stock in this stuff. I had it in my cabinet and I was having to sell it on Facebook Marketplace because I didn't have, I wasn't consuming it. I didn't even like the product. So it was a mess. And I walked away from that and lost the team, the community that I was seeking right? Because that was another part of it. I was looking for community. We had moved to a new area. I had no friends. I had no one to talk to. And I was wanting to get healthy and fit. And I felt like this community of people was going to lift me up and we were going to have each other's back. But as soon as I decided not to drink the Kool-Aid, they turned their backs on me, blocked me from social media, and I never heard from them again. Wow. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing this and, and being so open with us. Um, I, I, I can picture you, you know, on social media, doing the workout, sweating and everything like that right now. So um, I appreciate that. So is this a common story that you're hearing now from other stay-at-home moms, moms, stay-at-home parents that resonate with your story? Is this a common theme you're hearing? Absolutely. Yes. I I think that people do want that freedom from the nine to five. They want to be able to do work from home, to have the flexibility to go have lunch with their kids at school on weekdays, to just participate in all of those types of activities and not have to deal with the corporate BS that we we often have to deal with in the working industry. But you take to social media, if you go to Instagram, you're cluttered with a lot of vague posts of people who are influencers but really, it's code word for multi-level marketing, and they're just waiting to sell you products and services. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, 
crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing coast fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thanks for taking time to consider our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show. Well, let's talk about what you've transitioned into now as your as your side hustle of choice or your your business of choice and how that's going. So you've moved away from MLM. You called quits on that. You you gave it a shot and found that it wasn't for you and it was not profitable. So what have you transitioned into now? Well, so a couple of other times I had tried blogging, but I had no clue what I was doing. And I knew that I have talents and things that I've learned throughout my my banking industry career, my real estate career, because I'm also a realtor. And I thought I could share what I've learned with the world. But the first couple of times that I tried it out, I really didn't know what I was doing and I failed. So in January 2018, I launched Perfection Hangover as a blog where I could talk to women like me who want to work from home, who struggle with perfectionism, and maybe they failed over and over again at their financial plan, or maybe they failed at their online businesses, or they've done multi-level marketing, and they're embarrassed to step out on a limb and try something again. I wanted to share with people that you can do that. So I transitioned to blogging, and I launched my YouTube channel, and now a podcast this year. Very cool. Well, talk to us about the income side of things, because it sounds like you're smiling now and not frowning. So how how are you doing on your income and where are you making money? When somebody says I'm a blogger, like that sometimes can be confusing. Like, how do you make money blogging? How do you make money on YouTube? Can you explain that a little bit for us? 
Sure. So when I first started the blog, I knew that it was a long game and it's not a get rich quick thing. You have to really work it and you you do have to consistently create content that's geared towards people to help people because they're not just going to show up to read about your life story. So I started writing in January, 2018, and I launched the YouTube channel shortly thereafter. And I kind of merged the two because YouTube is the number two search engine. And I learned that Google likes YouTube and YouTube likes blogs that link to YouTube. So I kind of interwove the two. And the first year I really struggled. I'll be honest. About six months in, now I'm no stranger to struggle. I mean, I'll just be completely honest. About six months into my blogging journey, my husband and I went through a massive rough patch. And we really had to take a step back. And I just kind of put the blog on autopilot and took a break from writing because I wasn't emotionally able to be there for my audience. And I wasn't even confident in myself at that time. So the first year I earned $1,500, but I'll tell you what that is. That's $1,500 more than I earned that year with Beachbody. (laughs) And I didn't have to spend very much money either because hosting doesn't cost very much. And you just write and build the content and the audience shows up and then you can grow the income later. So the first year I earned $1,500 and then January of 2019, I really got back into it. And I decided, you know, I can either lay down and feel sorry for myself or I can get up and say, I do have things that I can share with people and I can help people. And so I really dug back in and I worked heavily on SEO optimization and Pinterest and was able to grow my income to almost $30,000 in 2019, which is awesome because like I said, we had grown to where we were budgeting. We were serial budgeters living on a single income less than $100,000 a year. And we really just, you know, this, this income has all been gravy. So I'm very excited. And we're transitioning this year to where I'm creating my very first products. It's an e-course on budgeting specifically. And I'm really excited to be able to, to monetize in that way as well. But the, the income side of things for the past year has mostly been from uh, ad revenue on my site. So the ads that you see when you visit my website and then a little bit of affiliate marketing and a very little bit of sponsored posts. And that's it. Very cool. Very cool. So I see the big difference between MLM and blogging is that there's a lot of capital that's required up front for the MLM side of things that you got into by the shakes, by the makeup. And now with blogging, it's, you still have that independence of, of you know working when you want to, but you got to work hard and you got to work the hours into it, but there's very little capital that's required mm-hmm. in the beginning. And you probably don't have to sell a lot of your friends on blogging, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit, you know, I, I'm thinking that maybe one of your Beachbody old friends or, or one of the Mary Kay old friends might be listening to this and just saying, well, you know what? She just wasn't, she just wasn't good enough at the, the MLM thing. That's why she wasn't successful. What would you say to that? I would say that I have had hundreds of comments on my story on my own blog about why I quit Beachbody coaching and my video on YouTube that say that very thing. She just wasn't cut out for it. Yeah, she was just in it to make money. She wasn't there to change lives. Well, the last time I checked, starting a business, you do want to make money. I mean, that is the goal. The goal is to 
make money. That's what every single brick and mortar business, they don't go in it just to help people. They're in it to earn an income and also to help people. So I would say that, you know, maybe it wasn't cut out for me, but I did try it on two different occasions. And like you said, in the very beginning of the episode, there are more people who fail or who don't make money than those that do. And I would venture to say that the ones that do are also bloggers and influencers, and they're getting brand deals and sponsorships and ad revenue and all of those things on top of it. And they've learned how to leverage SEO to show up in the search results so that people who are looking to find skincare regimens and to find beach body or workout programs can see their products and services. So they're really marketers as opposed to multi-level marketers, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Melissa, let's be real with each other too, because I think both you and I are both trying for this influencer thing, you know, and we're both trying to have this work at home life. And this is something I've transitioned to at the beginning of the year, left my corporate nine to five. And I want that to be inspiring for people, but I also don't want it to be I don't know, like, like hoodwinking people or or making them feel like they're buying into a story. So how can you and I do what we're doing, you know, inspire people, build a small online business, but then also be honest and real? What are things that we can do to not be like the influencers that you uh, came across that you felt like maybe you were hoodwinked a bit? Well, I think authenticity and staying true to who you really are and your own values is so important. Not saying yes to every single deal that comes across your email box. Sometimes there are companies that reach out to me. I've had Bitcoin companies reach out to me. I've had online gambling casino companies and I'm going, are you kidding me? I would never, I had someone reach out to me for a sponsored post, he wanted me to link to his, all of the best direct sales companies from one of my articles. And he was willing to pay me a thousand dollars to do it. And I said, buddy, (laughs) there's no way in hell I'm going to pay. I'm going to link to your site from mine, even if, even for a thousand dollars, because I would never, ever recommend multi-level marketing to a single person as, as a legit online business. So I think that's the most important thing is just being honest and transparent and keeping true to your values and what you really believe in. I think people can see through the mask. They can see when you're faking it. I think that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. I think that's um, a call for both you and I and maybe anybody else who's listening that's working on on online businesses that uh, we have uh, an opportunity, but also a responsibility to the people who are choosing to read our content or listen to our shows or watch us on YouTube. So um, cheers to that. Absolutely. So there's somebody also listening right now that's in an MLM and they're kind of like, you know, I haven't made money uh, very much and I'd like money. I mean, I really like the mission, but I think I'd like to, I think I'd like money. And uh, I think it's time for me to stop. What advice would you have for them today? My advice would be that no matter what, you need to treat people the way you'd want to be treated. So be kind and respectful to those people that you've brought into the business and those people that you have recruited and those customers that you have sold the products to and maybe reach out to them one-on-one and say, hey, just to give you a heads up, I'm stepping away from the business. 
I think it's important to let them know that because one, you sold them on a product or service. You don't have to talk trash on the company, but you can be honest and say, you know, this is my life is going a different direction. I'm thinking of doing something different and just be honest with them and let them know that you're just in a different place than you were when you first started with the company and then tell your upline and be prepared to get stabbed in the back. It will probably happen. It might not, but it will probably happen. And don't take it personally because just remember that you're in business for yourself and you have to take care of yourself and your family first. And if you're not making money, then your time is being wasted and you could definitely redirect all of that time and energy to something that you're truly passionate about. I love that. That's great. So Melissa, people are listening, maybe they're not going to do an MLM and and maybe they're not really into the blogging thing. Have you looked into or investigated other side hustles that stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home parents could do to make a little bit of money that that are worthwhile? I've written a blog post about 76 other ways to make money from home. <laughs> there are things such as Uber Drive, Uber Uber Eats, and delivering pizzas. Of course, we all know about that kind of stuff, but you can do affiliate marketing online without a blog. You could start a YouTube channel and you can monetize the YouTube channel once you grow a following. And it really doesn't take as long as you would think if you have good content that's geared towards a specific audience. So there's so many different ways that you can make money from home on the side around your regular full-time job. It's just a matter of doing the research and making sure that it's something you actually care about and that you're going to stick with. Excellent. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for your time today. This has been a great conversation. I think the honesty and transparency you're providing here is going to help a lot of people. So where's the best place for people to connect with you and learn more about what's going on in your life? People can find me on all of the social media at Perfection Hangover, and they can also visit perfectionhangover.com. And I mean, the podcast is Perfection Hangover, the podcast on iTunes. Definitely check that out. And I love making new friends. And if you ever leave a comment on the blog, I will always respond. If you ever comment on a single video, I always respond. So... That's great. Melissa, thank you so much. And yeah, if you guys are on your podcast app right now, it's very easy just to type in Perfection Hangover, hit subscribe, and then check out what Melissa's got going on in her world. So thank you so much, Melissa. You have a great day. Thanks, Andy. Success stories are fun for sure, but transparency, honesty, and openness can be much better. Here are my top three takeaways from my conversation with Melissa Blevins. Number one, be cautious about businesses that require a lot of upfront capital. When Melissa shared with us that she took out an 18% loan for her Mary Kay business, oh, my stomach dropped. (laughs) Yes, yes, we've heard the saying, it takes money to make money, but... There's also something to starting slow and building up to make sure you actually even like your small biz or your, or your side hustle. So start slow, be patient, and don't take out double-digit loans for your small business. The bank and the company you're buying the products from, they win in that scenario, and you don't. Number two. Find a side hustle that supports your strengths and passion. 
Melissa quickly realized that she didn't even like makeup that much. She just wanted the money and the dream of the stay-at-home mom while making money lifestyle. Her big lesson, now that she's found something that she likes, is to use her strengths and her obvious communication skills and her passion for helping other parents navigate their side hustles. Number three, be transparent and honest with everything you do. The more we openly share and communicate, the better it is for our friends, our family, and in the case of the small online business person, your followers and your customers. This was a big epiphany for me lately as I've transitioned into this online biz full time. I want to be transparent about my struggles as much as my wins. Making money at home is uh, it's really hard. <laughs> it's not easy. In the middle of my interview with Melissa, I got a call from my son's school that he was sick and I needed to go get him. That work day at home, this whole work, work from home lifestyle, it was a little shot at that point. <laughs> but I got to take care of my boy. I got to take care of my son who was not feeling well and he got to hang out with me. And you know what? At the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. So what I'm saying is I'm going to be better at sharing the good and the bad. And as Melissa said, that authenticity will hopefully help everyone tuning in. Melissa, thank you so much for sharing your lessons learned and your successes with us today. Your example is definitely going to help me as I kick off this online biz life of mine. And I hope it helps others who are seeking out a little side hustle money or are considering an MLM in the future. As a quick reminder, everybody, this show is for entertainment purposes only be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do one special thing to support me as I'm making this business my full-time thing. If you could do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast and then just tell one friend about this show, that would mean the world to me. You could send them the link, marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 177. That is the full blog post details and video and audio of this show. That would be great. I'd really appreciate it. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Truman Capote. Failure is the condiment that gives success its flavor. We don't fail. We learn, my friends. Carpe diem. 